Yo, what's going on? This is the host of the Social Introvert Podcast, Marcel Gill. I know y'all missed me. It's been two weeks. I got married. I had a lot of stuff happen these past two weeks. I got married. Um, so obviously I was preparing for that. The following week I went on my honeymoon. So obviously <laughs> I was not uh, podcasting that night. Not podcasting for y'all to hear or see. Um, anyway, um, and also, um, I am, uh, embarking on a new journey. Um, I just recently, as you all know, I was a musician at a church. Um, as you all know, I I don't, uh, I'm not a Christian or anything like that, but I was a musician at a church and we have parted ways, um, based off of, uh, different beliefs about uh, the character of Jesus and, you know, what he stood for and other things in the Bible. So, um, y'all, you all know that I'm an independent researcher, um, skeptic, uh, I'll say agnostic. I believe everybody by default is agnostic because everybody claims to know um, the creator of the universe, but, you know, um, nobody does. Um, You can make the claim all day, but until you can prove it, um, you know, you're just, just blowing hot air. So, um, tonight I decided that, um, it's time to do a little housekeeping and, you know, teach people, uh, about their doctrine. Because what I found is that a lot of people, um, if you're a Christian or Messianic Jew, um, and in some parts, there are some Christian Muslims. Um, a lot of people follow Paul instead of Jesus. I don't. A lot of people call Jesus Christ, but uh, Christ is just a title. It's not his name. His name wasn't Jesus Christ. His name is Jesus. Well, his name wasn't even Jesus. But trust me, I'm going to go much further in depth about Jesus and where he comes from and where his concepts and teachings come from, which we all know are African. Um, if you study deep enough. The deeper you dig, dig into the Bible, the more you'll find Greece and Rome and Persia and the Babylonians and Kemet and Africa and Mesopotamia and many more other cultures and religions that predate this. But for tonight's episode, we're going to stick strictly with what it is that uh, Christians proclaim to believe. So um, Tonight's topic will be, are you a Christian or are you a Paulinian? Meaning, do you follow Jesus or do you follow Paul? Now, um, as you all know, most Christians believe that there are no um, contradictions in the Bible. And um, I'm not going to give my opinion on that. um, Because I think if anybody reads the Bible, they they will obviously see contradictions all throughout the Bible. From the Old Testament to Old Testament, from the Old Testament to the New Testament... And backwards and forth and, you know, all of that. Um, I'm not going to go particularly in depth about those because, again, if you read the Bible, um, you'll you'll see contradictions. So um, we're going to talk about the contradictions tonight between Jesus and Paul. Um, If you know me, I like to hold people to the standard of their doctrine and their beliefs. Um, Well, not necessarily their beliefs because the doctrine isn't... um, the doctrine is more so based off of law, not based off of belief, right? They have a belief and they created laws around their belief, right? So if you get what I'm trying to say, the, the, the doctrine and the laws aren't, are based off of 
uh, a certain code or a standard that you should uphold, not based off of your belief in something, right? So if you believe something, um, that's one thing you can make up whatever. But what I'm trying to say is, is that <laughs> there's a standard and a code that is upheld in pretty much every religion, right? The laws are about how you should carry yourself towards that deity or how you should worship or follow the laws according to what someone believes about that deity. But at the end of the day, it's not the laws aren't based off of um, the deity itself. They're based off of standards that people think that you should uphold to appease said deity. Some might say that still sounds like you're basing laws based off of beliefs, but it's not really based off of belief. Like, you know not to steal from somebody. You don't have to believe in some in something to know not to steal from somebody. You don't have to believe in a deity to know not to kill people. You don't have to believe in um, a deity to know not to sleep with somebody else's wife. Right? So that's what I mean by that. But anyways, let's get started. Uh, so with Jesus... Um, Everybody knows the verse Matthew 5:17. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets, but I have come I have not come to abolish them but to fulfill them. Everybody knows that scripture. Um, what law that is? Um, some would say it's the Mosaic law. Um, and then obviously there's prophets that are not in the Bible. So there, there's many prophets. If you want to just go based off of the prophets in the Bible, fine. There's there are several other prophets that exist that probably weren't wrote, written about. Um, but then you have Ephesians 2 and 15, uh, where Paul basically said Jesus abolished the laws with all with all his commandments and regulations. So what does it actually say? It says, for he himself is our peace who made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, dividing the wall of hostility by setting aside in his flesh the law with its its command and regulations. Let me read that by setting aside in his flesh the law with his commands and regulations uh his purpose was to create in himself one new community out of the two thus making peace so basically paul is saying jesus abolished the law when he came down on the cross all that stuff um so obviously you can see the contention there paul is saying that uh jesus abolished the law jesus said that he came to fulfill the law and to not abolish them Right. So clearly a contradiction there. Um, that's strike one against Paul for going against Jesus, his savior. Uh, let's go to Matthew five and 18. So Matthew five and 18, you know, I'm sure you all know that one because that's the very next verse that says, for truly, I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot will pass from the law until all is accomplished. But if you look at Romans 10 and four, uh, well, well, let's let's go back to that verse, right? When Jesus said that the heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot will pass from the law until all is accomplished. So, um, y'all can y'all can interpret that any way you want to. So, let me throw a disclaimer out there before I continue forward. Um, this is a belief system, right? So, inside of a belief system, you always find corruption, no matter what, because beliefs cannot be checked; they cannot be examined. Um, for the most part, especially inside of religious systems, beliefs cannot be examined, religious beliefs cannot be tested, they cannot be observed, right? It's all up to the interpreter. Similar to the, the statement, uh, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, beliefs are in the eye of the beholder, 
So whatever you think or whatever you believe, nobody can tell you is wrong. Because again, beliefs have no ceilings, they have no boundaries. You can go you can go as deep as you want to into your belief about Jesus or God or whoever, and nobody can tell you otherwise. Because once you throw personal revelations in there, then it really gets sticky, right? Because if if you also dictate personal revelations and then somebody has a personal revelation and somebody has a different one and they're both contrary or, or contradict each other, um, again, you can't argue with one another because it's a belief. And again, there are no ceilings or boundaries when it comes to beliefs. You can believe whatever you want to about said deity. And to be honest with you, a lot of Christians believe a lot about the Bible, believe a lot about their God and their Jesus, um, but don't know what the Bible actually says about Jesus or or God. So let's go back to Matthew 5 and 18. For truly I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Like now we have all heard that um, you you can come up with whatever interpretation of that scripture that you will. Heaven and earth will not pass away until the law is accomplished. So then Paul comes along and says in Romans 10 and 4, Christ is the end of the law and that every man <laughs> or everyone who has faith may be justified. Right. So the earth has not passed away. Heaven hasn't passed away either. Um, and whatever law Jesus is referring to. Um, again, you can decide for that what you will, what that law is. Um, but um, earth and heaven still has not passed away. So, and Jesus has come and gone, right? Um, is Jesus required for the law? To, is Jesus being here required for the law to be accomplished? Some would say yes. Some would say no. But Jesus, I mean, Paul said Jesus was the end of the law, right? And everyone who has faith may be justified. So, again, those would be two contradictions, right? Because heaven and earth is still here, right? Which would indicate that the law has not been accomplished, right? Paul says Jesus was the end of the law and everyone who has faith may be justified, right? So you have Jesus saying this won't happen. The law was the law is is not accomplished until um the, well, I'm sorry, that heaven and earth will not pass away until the law is accomplished. And if Paul is saying that Jesus is the fulfillment of that law and the law has been accomplished, then that would mean it's time for heaven and earth to pass away. I mean, I don't know what other way to put it, but um, we will also say that... Um, not an iota or a dot, right? So <sighs> I'm, I'm pretty sure we can all agree that several iotas and dots have gone away before the law was accomplished as well, right? So again, you can take with it what you will. I'm, I'm reading it for what it says. You can try and put an esoteric meaning on it. You can try and put a theological meaning on it. You can try and put a religious meaning on it, or you can read it for what it says. We can all agree that several iotas and dots passed away before whatever law he was referring to has been accomplished. But again, with Paul, Paul says that the law was accomplished with Jesus, right? Now, you have to take it upon yourself to go find out what law it is that he's talking about. Because we also know that Jesus said that he talks in parables to the crowds and then he explains deeper and in further detail to his disciples and those that follow him closely. All right, so now let's talk about... Um, 
how to enter into life or eternal life, right? Because again, we have to we have to remember that Jesus gave several different ways to be saved, right? He he saved. Um, he said, by believing in him and being baptized, you would be saved in Mark 16 and 16. I'll read that later. Um, he also told the woman uh, who washed his feet with perfume and her tears over in, uh, I want to say it was, um, what is it? Luke, Luke 7, I think 41 through 50, right? Um, it talks about, I think it was Simon asked him, uh, uh, how do you know? Jesus had to teach Simon something. He wanted to teach him some things because I believe somebody asked the question, um, how do you love your neighbor or something like that? And he went into a story about the priest and the Samaritan and the guy that was beaten up and left on the side of the road, all that stuff. So anyways, later on in that story, um, there was a lady who was washing Jesus feet with her tears and perfume and, was taking care of Jesus basically and um, the other people in the house uh, didn't reverence him in the same way or treated him like that so he says in Luke 7 verse 50 uh, because of your faith uh, your faith has saved you now go in peace right so her faith in I guess in, in Jesus right her faith in Jesus saved her all of her sins were forgiven. And then, you know, obviously the other people start asking, like, who is this guy to forgive sins? But again, he, he forgave her for her sins and told her to be on her merry way. Right. This this did not at all require believing in Jesus dying for your sins or on the cross and all that other stuff. So that's one example. Mark 16 and 16 says um, for you to believe in me, me being Jesus. And saying that um, if you believe in me and you're baptized, then you're saved. If you're not baptized or whatever, then you're condemned. Something like that. Right? That's another way that Jesus tells you how to be saved. Right? So let's go back to Matthew 19 and 17. Because here's another way that Jesus tells you how to be saved. Or to enter into life. He says, if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. It's that simple keep the commandments. There's several commandments. Um, there's 10 from Moses and then, you know, the golden commandment or the golden rule, treat people the way you want to be treated. Right? But here comes Paul, uh, Mr. Contradictory, <laughs> and Romans 3 and 20 says that, for no man can be made right with God by doing what the law commands. The law simply shows us how sinful we are. By works of the law, no human being will be justified. That's what Paul says, right? Jesus said, if you want to enter in life, keep the commandments. Paul says, no works of the law can justify you. You can't be made right with God by keeping the commandments. But here you have God's own son saying that if you want to enter into life to keep the commandments. So again, is that contradictory? Absolutely. Some people want to play the game of, you know, disagree, agree to disagree. Some people want to play the game of it can it can mean this or mean that. No, it doesn't. Jesus says, keep the commandments if you want to enter into life. Romans 3 and 20 says you cannot be made right with God by simply by keeping the commandments. It's that simple. It's really that simple, people. 
Paul and Jesus do not teach the same thing. They simply don't. They simply don't teach the same thing. And there's and there's literally no way around it. <laughs> Honestly, like there there's literally no way around it. They do not teach the same thing. Paul teaches based off of his belief in Jesus. He teaches based off of his belief. He does not teach what Jesus teaches. He teaches what he believes about Jesus. Y'all got to remember, there, there wasn't, the, the four gospels were not around during this time of Paul being here. That's one thing that we all have to remember. The gospels were written 40 to 50 years after Jesus's death. Right. I think one of the earliest ones was found within 30 or 40 years. And Matthew's not the first gospel, by the way. Mark is the first gospel. Matthew and Luke copy off of Mark. And then you have John that comes later. And just a side note, Matthew and Luke have two different birth stories for Jesus in two different time periods. In one in one birth story, he's born under King Herod and flees to Egypt which is, again, when I really dig deep on Jesus and start teaching y'all about um, all of history, what history has to say about Jesus, not just what the Bible says. Because y'all got to remember, the Bible was written based off of the history that they decided to put in the Bible. They didn't just make the story up. They used history and they used other stories. Again, I, I will go much deeper in that. I, I'm, I think I'm really about to do a Bible series for y'all because a lot of people really misinterpret the Bible and it causes people to act in different ways and to judge people and to do all kinds of other things that aren't needed. So, um, again, we're going to talk about what the Bible say, not what nobody else think it say. Um, but when we start talking about Jesus more in depth, we'll go more into the stories about him traveling to India, him being in Egypt and learning from the Egyptians. Because, again, a lot of the New Testament, especially when it involves the story of Jesus and the virgin birth and all that other stuff, a lot of that comes from Kemet, ancient Egypt. Um, people don't want to touch that, but it's there for everybody to see if you just do a little bit of digging. Right. So. Um, <clears throat> so um, somebody asked uh, an expert in the law stood up to ask Jesus and said, teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? So now we're talking about salvation. Um, and Jesus says, what, what is written in the law and how do you read it? And he said, love the Lord, your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. That's it. He did not say, believe in me dying on the cross. He did not say um, Romans 10 and 9, confess with your mouth and confess with your heart that Jesus Christ rose from the dead and died for your sins. Nowhere in there did Jesus say anything remotely close to that. So again, I'm telling y'all here, multiple ways that Jesus said you can inherit eternal life, right? Again, Jesus don't tell people how to get saved after the alleged resurrection that takes place. He doesn't tell people how to be saved after that. He tells people before he even goes to the cross how to be saved in a multitude of ways. Paul's the one that came up with this idea, and this is what most church people go by today. Why? I don't know. It's like they disregard with Jesus. Let me tell y'all something. Jesus is the main personage and, and um, figure 
in in this religion or in this cult. Um, and I'm not saying cult to be funny. I mean, if y'all under, if y'all knew what the definition of cult is, um, I'll just I'll just read it for y'all. Y'all, everybody can look up cult. So a cult is a system of religious veneration and devotion directed toward a particular figure or object. That is the literal definition of a cult. We call it a religion because of all the laws and codes and ethics that are surrounding it. But the love and the devotion that you direct towards Jesus makes it a cult. Right. And that goes for every religion. I'm not just picking on Christianity. That's what that's the literal definition of a cult. You might not want to call it a cult because of how the dogma and the, the stigma around the word cult. But if you believe in Jesus and you worship him and you pray to him and, and anybody else that prays anything else, you're in a cult. That's the definition of a cult. Um, so, again, when it comes down to it, um, people hold Jesus at this high esteem, um, worthy of worship. Some people consider Jesus to be God as well. Um, and again, if you're going to hold this person as the dominant force and driving force behind your belief and the way you live your life, why not just listen to what he say? Right? Why not just listen to what he teaches and what he says? I've always told people, even when I was a Christian, if you just do literally only what Jesus says, you'll get to heaven. You'll get to where you need to get to. You don't need to listen to no other prophets. You don't need to read the Old Testament. You don't need to read anything Paul writes. Because I'm showing y'all here that Paul is literally going against what Jesus says. If you follow Jesus only, you'll get to heaven. You don't need to read nothing else. You don't worship Paul. You don't worship Moses, Daniel, Solomon. You don't worship those people. You worship Jesus. Follow what he say and you'll get to where you you'll get to where you're trying to get to. Based off of, you know, whatever you believe in. Um, So, yeah, here we have Jesus again telling somebody how to inherit eternal life. And I'll read it to y'all again. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus said, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. That's it. That's all he said. But then it goes a step further and says, who is my neighbor? And this is the story I was telling you about earlier about the guy who was walking home from Jericho from Jer- to Jericho from Jerusalem. He got jumped. And left for dead on the side of the road. The priest walked by, didn't say anything. A Levite walked past, didn't say anything. A Samaritan stopped, bandaged him up, took him to a hotel, paid for it, and said, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, took care of him, you know, reimbursed him. That's somebody who's a friend. That's a true friend. That's your na- That's somebody taking care of you as if they love themselves as a neighbor, right? That's something people do whether or not they believe in anything. Right. But again, this is Jesus telling people, you know, this is your neighbor and also telling you how to inherit eternal life. OK. Right. We, we heard we heard exactly what Jesus said on how to inherit eternal life. Right. So anybody saying anything contrary to that, you have to throw it away. That's not Jesus talking. That's somebody else talking who has a belief in Jesus. If you claim to if you claim to love Jesus with all your heart and mind and soul. Follow what he's saying. Stop listening to other people. Stop it. <laughs> so again, here you have Jesus telling you how to inherit eternal life. So this is what, um, here's what Paul says about salvation as well. 
when in Romans 3 and 27, when then is boasting? It is excluded because of what law? The law that requires works? No, because of the law that requires faith. For we maintain that a person is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. The, uh, the New Living Translation says, so we are made right with God through faith and not by obeying the law. Right? Jesus, I mean, Paul really talks about faith a whole bunch and in, in grace. And Jesus talks about obedience. There's a big difference. Right? This is why we're able to have... Um, and I'm not against, I'm not against a bunch of, whole bunch of, I'm not against homosexuals. I, my personal opinion doesn't matter on the subject, but according to the doctrine, it's an abomination, right? But you go to churches, you still have homosexuals leading praise and worship. You have pastors and bishops now who are homosexuals. You have musicians who don't care about the doctrine. They care about the paycheck, right? <laughs> Um, you have musicians who um, sleep with several women in the church. You've got pastors who do the same thing, get them pregnant too, right? And under Paul's teachings, you know, all you got to do is repent and you're good, right? Nobody can punish you, right? You've been made right with God. Your sins are cast into the sea of forgetfulness. So you're out of there. But if a non-believer comes in and does the same thing, then they're damned to hell and all kinds of other crazy stuff. All I'm saying is, here you have Paul. This is the reason why there's such a, 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 a schism or a chasm in the church now. Because people don't know who they're following. They try to follow Jesus and Paul at the same time and it ain't going to work. When you have grace, when you have faith, when you have beliefs, again, like I told y'all earlier, you're, you're liable to do anything. Right? This is the same reason why faith or beliefs are dangerous. You have people all across the world blowing themselves up because they believe in, a, in this deity, telling them to do different things and that they'll re reap benefits and rewards in the afterlife, right? You have people dying and killing themselves for this belief system, right? Even in the Bible, you got God testing people by telling them to kill their own kids, but stops them at the last minute, you know, because it's a test. Right. I guarantee y'all 99% of y'all in here would not go. 99% <laughs> of y'all in here would not not take your son to the top of a mountain and get ready to slice his whole body open because you heard something in your head tell you to do this. Or or I'm sorry, your God told you to do this. 99% of y'all would not do that. Y'all would say it was the devil. Even though there's evidence in your book that says that God has done it in the past. Or I'll say Yahweh because Christians do not have a monopoly on the word God. Okay, so uh, we'll use what the Bible calls him, which is Yahweh. That's what he introduced himself to Moses as. And then obviously all the other names he had, like Jehovah, El, Elohim, all those different names. That again come from previous religions and cultures and belief systems. Um, so yeah, I had to go off on that little tangent. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the difference between salvation. Right. Paul says your salvation is based off of faith and belief without regards to, to, to deeds. And Jesus tells you that is based on, you know, your compassion and your love for God. Right. But it also tells you. It's, it's based off of obeying the laws. Right. It's not just faith. 
It's loving God and obeying the law. That's it. Alrighty then. So, <laughs> so um, let's talk about the law of Moses, right? So we all, uh, just a disclaimer while we talk about Moses. Um, Moses learned everything that he knew in Kemet. Well, I'll say ancient Egypt because that's what the Bible references Egypt as. So I'll say ancient Egypt. Um, he learned everything he knew in Egypt. But you know what the Bible also says? It says that everything that Moses knew, I'll, say, I'll put it this way. Moses was learned in all the ways of ancient Egypt, and he was wise and mighty in deeds. If y'all really understood what those ancient Egyptians did in history, um, y'all would want to know what Moses knew and what Moses did, right? So uh, I'll read something to y'all as it pertains to the law of Moses according to Jesus. Okay. I tell, and I read the scripture earlier. I tell you the truth: until heaven and earth disappear, not even the smallest detail of God's law will disappear until its purpose is achieved. In Matthew five and eighteen, and then um, Matthew five and nineteen also says, "So if you ignore the least commandment and teach others to do the same, you'll be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But anyone who obeys God's laws and teaches them will be called the great in the kingdom of heaven." So hold on, that's a mind blown right there. I need a bomb dropped in the chat. <laughs> that's something uh, this guy Shaka almost says. Um, it says if you ignore the least commandment and teach others to do the same, right? You'll be you'll be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. So here you have people who are disobedient to the laws and ignoring them and teaching others to ignore them who still get into heaven. Y'all didn't know that, did y'all? People who ignore the commandments and the laws still get into heaven. You're just called the least in the kingdom of heaven. You just heard it yourself, Matthew 5 and 19. Okay, so what does the next verse say in 5 and 20? It says, but I warn you, unless the righteousness is better than the righteousness of the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Right. Absolutely. Unless your righteousness is better than the righteousness of the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. So, again, we know these Pharisees, which would be pastors and preachers and bishops today. Um, a lot of them sleep with people in the church. A lot of them uh, take people's money you know, and enhance the quality of their lives without helping the community or the people in the church. Um, some of them drink, get drunk, you know, eat pork, mix polyester and cotton. You know, they do a whole multitude of things. And honestly, there are people in the church who have more of an earning for God and whatnot and, and live more, I guess, righteously or, you know, in line with God's will they, they live more according to that than their, their own preachers and teachers do. Um, and they'll get into heaven. Right? Um, and you hear to hear yourself. If you ignore the commandments, you can still get into heaven. But as long as your, I guess, conduct is better than that of your Pharisees and whoever else, then you'll never enter into the kingdom of heaven. So, um... I just had to read that for y'all. So now we're going to go and read and see what Paul says. Okay, let's see what Paul says. And again, y'all can critique whatever way I'm um, 
presenting this scripture to y'all because again it's in the book y'all can read it for yourselves and that's again the thing with beliefs i can read it one way i can read it for what it says and then you can take it and read it a different way and get a different answer and then somebody else can take and get another answer blah 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 if you don't agree with it it don't matter to me um i'm just telling y'all what jesus said (laughs) y'all can come up with whatever kind of excuse y'all want for what jesus said and, and try and twist it in a way to fit your convictions but i'm just reading what he said all right, now this is what Paul says. Uh, for sin shall no longer be your master because you're not under the law, but under grace. Right? New Living Translation says sin is no longer your master for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. So here we have again Paul saying you don't need the laws. You got grace, bro. You got grace. You don't need the law. For what? You got grace. Hey, and I'm not going to lie to y'all. Honestly, if I really believed that, I'd be a Christian to this day. (laughs) I'd be a Christian if I could just do whatever I want to because I got infinite amount of grace. Y'all, I would be a Christian and be doing literally whatever I wanted to do because I get to go to heaven anyway, right? I got grace. I ain't got to listen to no laws. I ain't got to follow no commandments. I can do whatever the hell I want to do and still get into heaven because that's what Paul said. Right. And a lot of people follow that model because that's how preachers teach. They teach the grace model. They don't teach the obedience to what Jesus says. And again, Jesus is the direct descendant of God or the son of God. And some people actually consider Jesus God and they don't follow that. They go based off of the grace principle that Paul talks about. And who the hell is Paul to to be even considered in the same air as Jesus? Y'all get what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> the same dude that was persecuting Christians and killing them and torturing them and whatnot, he changed his life around, sure. But he ain't teaching with the person. This okay, Jesus knocked him off his horse on the road to Damascus. Y'all remember that? He burnt his face up and all that other stuff, and Jesus talked to him on the road to Damascus, and that was his personal revelation. I I, I certainly wish everybody in the earth had these revelations so we wouldn't be arguing over which religion is right or wrong. Right? You I'll go, I'm gonna move forward. But again, Paul, again, says the complete opposite of what Jesus is saying. And people take that model and run with it. Paul says, you, you, you got grace, bro. You don't need the law. You're not under the law no more. You got grace. And Jesus is here telling you to obey the law. To be, to be saved. He ain't say nothing. Jesus ain't say nothing about grace. No, <laughs> he did not say nothing about grace. I'm sure you can find a scripture where he talks about grace, but he is not saying to disregard the law. He's saying to obey the law to find eternal life. And if y'all rewind this, y'all see the several points where I brought up how he told people to be saved or how to find eternal life. And that is to obey the law and got nothing to do with grace. Paul said y'all got grace. That's why y'all acting crazy and judging everybody and, and got all these different things to say about people. And allow people to get away with murder because they believe. Simply because they believe. All right, good. So I'm going to read some more scriptures to y'all about how I'm going to read. I'm going to read Paul first this time. Romans 10 and 9. Right. Everybody know this one. Churches make y'all. They make y'all go to the front of the church and say in the microphone to everybody so y'all can all hear. um, I accept Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior and all that other stuff. You know, some 
all, all, I remember especially back in the day churches used to do that. I don't know if they necessarily do it now. But Romans 10 and I say, if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's Romans 10 and 9, right? Now, again, I've already read to y'all several scriptures about how Jesus said that y'all can be saved. Um, so I'm going to read y'all some more because there's plenty of them in here. There's four different gospels. And again, a lot of the gospels contradict each other. I told y'all earlier, there's two different birth stories for Jesus. One where he's escaping King Herod and fleeing into Egypt. And then the other one where he's born under the reign of, I want to say, Tiberius, who is 10 years after the death of King Herod. And they didn't flee to Egypt in this story. They, um, Joseph had to come back for some kind of census or something, right? And, and in real history, that didn't even happen. So um, let's go back. Rome, Matthew 7 and 21, right? Y'all heard me read Romans 10 and 9. Here's Matthew 7 and 21. And to be honest, y'all, I've been meaning to do this. I, I, I don't really like uh, speaking more so on the Bible. I like to speak to um, what I'm thinking on a particular day or a particular um, topic. Um, I've, I've been wanting to do this, but I didn't want to do it today. But I thought about it and I was just like, you know, people really don't know. So since since people won't teach the truth about the Bible, I guess I have to do it because um, there's some good stuff in there. Not going to lie. Um, there's not there's some good stuff in there. There's also some bad stuff in there. I think we can all eat the meat, spit out the bones. You can find truth in every religion, every spiritual system, every belief system. Right. But all I'm asking is that people get along. You can get along without talking about beliefs. I, I always say, I don't think you should personally talk about beliefs or politics with people. I've done it on my on my show before because it's my show, and I have not having a conversation with nobody. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying random thoughts because the best answer is I don't know, right? And then I can come up with theories, you know, based off of my research and evidence, and you know, I can come up with anything because we don't know. So we could just make up whatever. Whatever makes us feel good, do it. If this, if Christianity make you feel good, be a Christian. If uh, Islam makes you feel good, be a Muslim. If Hinduism makes you feel good, be a Hindu. Buddhism, be a Buddhist. Comedic sciences, be comedic. Nuwabian, be a Nuwabian. Mesopotamia, be, you know, keep going back and forth. You want to be a Jew, Hebrew, Israelite, whatever. Be it, if it make you feel good. All right, so here's Matthew 7, 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Okay, so here we, here we go again. The will of the Father, to me, would be following the law, obedience, right? The will of, the will of his Father, which in Christianity will also be your Father, right? Because Jesus is your brother. He's not above you. He's not some super deity that y'all are making him out to be. Jesus himself told y'all not to do that. And y'all still do it anyway. He said, he said, these things that I do, y'all can do greater works than me. And to be honest, there are people out there that have done greater works than him. I would, I would certainly, I would even throw my brother in there. My brother's, uh, my brother's a, a social media influencer for Christianity. He speaks and goes to churches and teaches the Bible, right? He's, he's reached far more people than Jesus did in Jesus's lifetime. So I would say in, in, a, in, a, in an area that my brother's done greater works because he's reached far more people, right? So Jesus, here you have Jesus telling you to, to, to do greater works than I, right? No, no one on earth is great. He, he even said that nobody's greater than John the Baptist. 
right? So he put John the Baptist even above himself, right? But y'all still revere Jesus as some ultimate deity because of mainly what Paul did and how the disciples described him. But y'all didn't listen to what Jesus said about himself. So I'm going to read Matthew 7, 21 again. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven. <clears throat> right. So um, I just want to throw this in there. Um, well, no, I'll, I'll save that for later. Day. I'll save that for later. Day. So here again, here again, the will of his father is not. You won't find anywhere in the Bible where the will of the Father is to confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ died for your well, Jesus died for your sins, and that you have to confess that with your mouth, and and believe in your heart of hearts that He rose from the dead for your sins. God didn't say that. Any, God don't even really speak in the New Testament, right? He uttered some things, and it sounded like thunder. I want to say in Revelations when He was talking to John of Patmos while He was in exile. And he was writing down what God said to him through thunder and he sealed it up in a book and he wasn't supposed to open that book after he sealed it. Right. But other than that, God don't even really speak in the New Testament. Even even when he when Jesus was baptized and you hear it, it says a voice from heaven says, this is my son with whom I am well pleased. Right. They could have easily said God said, but they didn't. It says a voice from heaven. So that could have been anybody. Right. And, and y'all hear all the time in churches where people call people their sons that aren't literally their sons. And you hear people call um, people their daughters who aren't literally their daughters. So it says a voice from heaven. We have no idea if it was a male or a female voice. We don't know what the voice was. Most would assume it is God because, you know, um, whatever. So um, let me let me pull this out for y'all, too, since, since I had to say that, since I had to bring that up. Because a lot of people go around calling people their spiritual fathers and their spiritual mothers and all this other mess, right? And I don't know why, right? I don't know why. If you're a Christian. Now, in other religions, sure, I can understand why. But for Christians, cut it out. Jesus literally says, call no man your father upon this earth. For one is your father, which is in heaven. Right? Clear as day. Clear as day. Let me see. Let me. Uh, let me. Let me. Let me do y'all one better. <clears throat> let me do y'all one better. Let me. Oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> I forgot to uh, tell y'all the scripture. That scripture is Matthew. 23 and 9. Matthew 23 and 9 is that scripture. So again, I don't care what y'all believe. I'm just telling y'all what Jesus said. If y'all want to still call people y'all spiritual fathers and stuff like that, go have at it. Right? And and also father isn't just spiritual father. That goes for the people in Catholicism who call their person Father Maxi or whatever their father's name is or their pastor's name is. Um, <clears throat> they call them all kinds of stuff. Father, what was that? I think there's another church I forgot what they call them. Daddy Grace or Father Grace or something like that. I can't remember which sect of Christianity that was. But um, yes, here you have Jesus saying, do not call anyone on earth your father because you only have one father in heaven. 
right? Some people try to explain it away and say, well, I'm, I'm the, the shepherd and you are my sheep and, you know, blah, 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 blah. No, there's a difference between a shepherd and a father, right? Jesus said, don't call nobody that. So for those of y'all calling y'all pastors and bishops, my spiritual father and spiritual mother, y'all are blatantly going against what Jesus said. Don't don't get mad at me because I'm telling y'all what Jesus said. <laughs> okay, y'all want to keep doing it? Cool, but just know that you're you're going against what Jesus said. I don't know why they I don't know why they're not teaching this stuff. Why are they not teaching this stuff? Why I got why why I gotta <laughs> why I gotta come teach the Bible to Christians? Why I gotta come do this, man? I don't want to have to do this. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I enjoy studying religions across the board. I, I think religion is cool when utilized the right way. Right. I, I think it's best used when everybody from different religions can still work together and not judge each other and try to convince people to, to join their religion or to join their belief system. Because it's not for everybody. Regardless of what everybody say, everybody say everybody's belief system is for everybody. Every belief system is not for everybody. There are people with different levels of intellect, different levels of knowledge, different levels of education, different circumstances, and every belief system is not going to work in all of those circumstances, right? Unless you believe any way you want to, and then of course it can work. So here we go. Um, We're going to read Ephesians um, 2 and 8, 2 verse 8 and 9. So again, I read to y'all. Ephesians, I mean, I read to y'all Matthew 7, 21, where um, Jesus said, by doing the will of the Father, that's how you get into heaven. Here's what Paul has to say. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. This is a gift from God. So not by works, so that no one can boast. New Living's translation, New Living Translation says, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. Jesus literally just told you in, in several verses that I read that salvation comes through through works, not by grace. It comes through works, doing the will of the Father, which would incline or infer to follow his laws, not through grace. But, you know, that's what Paul said. That's what Paul said. That ain't what I said. That is what Paul said. Oh, and and for the record, I I read Romans 10 and 9 to y'all already, but y'all already know that. So I'm going to read Mark 16 and 16. I'm going to read Mark 16 and 16. And I'm going to get out of y'all here. So I'm going to let y'all go study the Bible. Mark 16 and 16. Right? And I'm sorry, I have to throw this disclaimer out there. And any of y'all can go look this up. The, the earliest manuscript we have of Mark stops at Mark 16 and 12, right? So Mark 16 and 16 shouldn't even be in the Bible. If you read the earliest manuscript of Mark, there is no, it stops at 12. And you can look this up. The early church fathers went and added eight more verses because it's a gloomy ending to Mark. And again, Mark is the first gospel. Matthew is not the first gospel. It goes Mark, Matthew, Luke, John. That's how the gospels were written. It wasn't Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So here we go. Mark 16 and 12 says afterward. um, Let me see. Oh, I'm sorry. I said Mark 16 and 12. The gospel ends at Mark 16 and 8. 
right? And then they added 12 more verses. I'm sorry, people. Mark 16 and 8 is the end of Mark. And then later on, they added 12 more verses to add the resurrection story in there. So there wasn't always a resurrection story, okay, of Jesus. So here's Mark 16 and 8. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. Right? So that does not mean that does not mean he was the tomb was empty. They looked in there and it said they said nothing to no one because they were afraid and they fled. That's the new international version. Let me read the King James, because that's y'all favorite. Um and they went out quickly and fled from this sepulchre. I don't know how to say that. For they were trembled and were amazed. Neither said they anything to any man, for they were afraid. Right? So that does not denote that there's an empty tomb. That could mean anything. It can mean an empty tomb. It can also mean he was in there dead. It can mean that there were animals in there eating his body up. It can mean a multitude of things. But that's what the scripture says. You can make up whatever you want to because it's a belief system, but that's what it says. But I'm going to do y'all even better. The New Living Translation tells you that this was, the, this was the short ending of Mark. It says the women fled from the tomb trembling and bewildered, and they said nothing to anyone because they were too frightened. The most ancient manuscripts of Mark conclude with verse 16 and 8. So there is no resurrection. There is no resurrection in Mark 16 and 8. Okay? There's no resurrection in Mark 16 and 8. That's the end. That's the end. There is no resurrection after that. But I'm going to continue. Later manuscripts add one or both of the following endings. The shorter ending of Mark, then they briefly reported all this to Peter and his companions. Afterward, Jesus himself sent them out from east to west with the sacred and unfailing message of salvation that gives eternal life. Amen. This is the longer ending of Mark. So here you have Mark telling you, or the people who wrote this book telling you that this is the short end of the stick. This is the end of, of Jesus at Mark 16 and 8. And then there were scriptures added. I don't need to say nothing else. They added the resurrection story later on. But that's neither here nor there. I forgot what I was supposed to be doing. So again, anything that comes after Mark 16 and 8, you don't even have to pay attention to. Right? And again, Mark is the earliest gospel. Not Matthew, not Luke, and not John. Mark is the earliest gospel. And if you study uh, the gospels intensely, you'll see that Matthew copies off of Mark. Luke copies off of Mark and Matthew. And John kind of goes off on his own tantrum. Like, Lazarus, the story of Lazarus isn't even in any of the other three gospels. How all 12 of these people follow, how all the disciples follow Jesus around everywhere and none of them mention Lazarus except except John. Right. But anyway, I think I'm about done here. Um, I did not mean for this to go on that long. (laughs) I promise. I promise you I did not mean to go on this long, but I I just think it's crazy that people don't follow the Bible or, or know what's in the Bible. Stop following Paul if y'all are Christians. Unless y'all want to be called Pauline Christians. 
Because that's what most of y'all are. Y'all follow Paul. Y'all don't follow Jesus. Y'all follow loosely Jesus, but y'all really follow Paul because Paul makes up like 80% of the New Testament anyway. Maybe that's why y'all following Paul because he make up a whole lot. Stop listening to Paul. Don't talk to Paul. Paul just had an experience just like y'all might have had at y'all house or at a church or while y'all were driving somewhere or almost got in an accident or something. Almost died. Y'all had an encounter with Jesus. Y'all ain't have no encounter with Paul. Stop listening to Paul. Some of the stuff that Paul says is good, sure. But do what Jesus say. If that's who y'all believe, if that's who y'all worship, if that's who y'all serve, stop listening to what people are saying about him. When y'all can literally listen to what he himself said. Y'all know when y'all read the Gospels and y'all see that <laughs> those highlighted red writings? That's Jesus talking. Listen to that. Don't listen to what the, the, the disciples say about Jesus. Do what Jesus say. Don't listen to what Paul says about Jesus. Do what he say. What's wrong with y'all? <laughs> I'm just kidding. What's wrong with y'all? I'm not kidding. <laughs> Do what Jesus say, y'all, and y'all be all right. Do what Jesus say, and y'all will be all right. It'll help you out a lot in the long run. You won't be as judgmental of people. Uh, you won't make up stuff in sermons. Um, you won't come up with your own interpretations. Um, if you literally just read it for what it is and do what it says. Follow the commandments. There's about 619 commandments in the Old Testament. So it's obviously impossible for y'all to follow all those and believe it. Because, I mean, if y'all eating pork, I mean, y'all, y'all already out of the running. Y'all already out of the run. Y'all already out of the uh, y'all are already out of the running. I got one more scripture for y'all. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Let me let me see. Um uh, where is it? Where is it? Uh, almost there y'all that's the last thing because i know a lot of y'all eat bacon (laughs) i need to get y'all diet right let me read it for y'all man i have to i'm almost done with this podcast y'all i promise lucky I can't find it I cannot find it right now and my podcast is about to hit one hour so I think I've given y'all enough information for tonight uh, for y'all to go and do y'all own due diligence and study I gave y'all the verses so y'all can read the verses for yourselves um, obviously there's 8 million different translations of the Bible so some will say something slightly different or something completely different some versions omit the word God in certain scriptures and some don't Um, some add words, some take away words. Um, 
I mean, there's whole books that are added and taken away from the Bible, right? And a half the books, well, more than half the books, we don't even know who wrote the books. So anyway, y'all, I think I gave y'all more than enough information to to decide if y'all if y'all have been following Paul and want to follow Jesus or if y'all are following Jesus and like Paul's message better. Personally, I tell y'all to follow Jesus because he's the cult figure. Um, he's the main person in y'all religion that y'all are supposed to be following. So stop listening to other people. If you if you disagree with that, I don't know what to tell you. If you worship Jesus and you believe that he is God, stop listening to everybody else. If Paul contradicts Jesus, cut off Paul. If Daniel contradicts Jesus, cut him off. If, if Moses contradicts Jesus, <laughs> cut him off. If any of the disciples contradict Jesus, cut him off. These disciples walked with Jesus and were still messing up. And then, and then we have Paul come along who starts remixing the gospel and making it sound terrible. I don't know if y'all heard, um, uh, I heard somebody remix Jamming by Bob Marley. I forgot who the artist was because I, I don't listen to rap music. I don't really like it. I think it's stupid at this point today. Um, but somebody remixed Jamming by Bob Marley and it sounded so stupid. It, it, did, it was terrible. Bob Marley's song is a 10 out of 10. The remix was like a negative 14 out of 10. I really, I wish I could remember the artist that remixed it, but it was terrible. That's, that's how I feel about Paul. Paul tried to remix Jesus' teachings, right? Because Jesus did, did Jesus really teach the gospel or was Jesus the gospel, right? I, and I, in a way, I feel like Paul teaches loosely about Jesus but not what Jesus himself taught and that's why we have all these contradictions here that y'all found out about tonight so again there's there's several other scriptures that are contradictory there's several other scriptures that you can find that are um similar that kind of agree with one another but a lot of it has confused the minds of many of Christians over the last 20 centuries and uh it's a problem right Especially in y'all community. Because people don't know what to believe. People don't know what to follow. People just do whatever they want to do. So, I'm going to leave y'all with that. I love every single one of y'all. Christians, Jews, Hebrews, Messianic Jews, Catholics, Kabbalistics, followers of the Tanakh, Talmud, Pentateuch, Torah, the Kabbalah. Uh, the New Testament, the Apocrypha, the hidden books, <laughs> the Hindus, Muslims, Kemetics, Nuwabians, um, Zoroasters, Zoroastrians are what they really called, the Shinto people, um, Igbo, Ifa, Vudun, um, every spiritual system out there I am a friend of. I can learn from all of them. I can utilize all of the energies from all of these different religions and still be a good person. Um, one religion doesn't have all the answers. They just have explanations and theories. So with that being said, enjoy y'all night, folks. Get to studying because I'm coming back harder the next time. Peace.